There is a chance that trying to violently overthrow our democracy might be illegal. To paraphrase an idiot and his bloodthirsty mob, lock him up. I'm back, bitches! What if you knew Fox News was just lying to you? How could you watch when you know? was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Awards and is one of the highest arbitrum now Nielsen-rated talk radio hosts in Las Vegas. He is also a refreshing voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. I know words, I have the best words. I love the poorly educated. Right under the toilet. And good morning, my fellow wokes and Republican jokes. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to the Doug Basham I Told You We Should Be On Five Days a Week show, and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. The website is, not surprisingly, DougBasham.com, last name spelled B as in bravado, A-S-H-A-M as in Merillardo, DougBasham.com, my email, Doug at DougBasham.com. Now, I have several locations on the web, but the only one you need is DougBasham.com, because when you go there, at the top, you'll see the show's logo, under that logo, you'll find a link to email me, as well as links to all my social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok, even a link to this station. You don't have to go to all these individual sites and try and find the show. The links on my website will take you right there. And just so you know, YouTube is the primary site on which we'll be archiving these shows. And for those of you who like visual presentations over strictly audio ones, we are broadcasting live on those social media sites as well. For you Trumpers, that means you can not only listen to the show, you can watch it too. You're welcome. Now, for those of you who may be catching this show for the very first time, let me give you my resume. No, no, it's really quite impressive. Seriously. I am a former singer and keyboardist. I studied classical piano for 14 years and obtained my degree in classical piano, my favorite being Beethoven, of course, but also love Mozart and Robert Schumann. While in high school, I made the switch from classical to rock and played in a few rock bands. Also in high school, I took drums in music class and then got a job teaching them. I later became a magician and sometimes did a straight magic show, other times a comedy magic show. For that show, I won the Variety Entertainer of the Year Award in the Excellence in the Arts Awards, an award I might add I won not twice, not three times, but once. I then turned to political talk radio, wherein I have been not just the only liberal progressive talk radio host here in Las Vegas, but one of the highest Arbitron, now Nielsen-rated talk show hosts in Las Vegas, for reasons I am certain will become clear as crystal the more you listen. I know, huh? I, I told you it was impressive. Also on my website, DougBasham.com, you'll find the link to my OnlyFans page. That's where we'll be archiving the shows we do in the nude. Good news is, there won't be many of them. Probably none. And just so you know, I don't go by my real name on OnlyFans. My handle there is Officer Spank. And speaking of nudes, you know who the most popular guy is at a nudist camp? The one who can carry a pot of coffee in each hand and a dozen donuts. 
You know who the most popular gal is? The one who can eat the last donut, of course. And speaking of sex, and I know nudists will tell you their lifestyle isn't about sex. Yeah, we believe you, whatever. I just read an article a couple days ago that claimed that during sex, you burn off as many calories as you do running eight miles. That's preposterous. I mean, who runs eight miles in 30 seconds? And you know, there are so many differences between Democrats and today's QOP, a.k.a. Trump publicans. While Democrats might get kinky from time to time, Trump publicans are just downright perverted. And in case you don't know the difference, kinky is when you tickle your significant other with a feather. Perverted is when you use the whole bird. And for those who don't know, the QOP is what I call what the GOP has devolved to, an even more pathetic shell of its former pathetic shell of a party. The Q, of course, refers to the ridiculous QAnon conspiracy. Turning to the weather for a hot second, pun intended, it has been one beastly hot summer here in Las Vegas. I already got a bit burnt once, but I took Viagra for it. That didn't cure it, but at least it kept the sheets off me at night. I actually went to the funeral of a guy who died from a Viagra overdose once. They couldn't close the casket. And I almost OD'd on Viagra once myself. It was the hardest day of my life. It has been so hot, I actually tried to arrange an in-person meeting with Donald Trump just so I could be around something shady. 221-7283 is our calling number here at the station, folks. If you'd like to talk on the radio later, as in somewhere in our next half hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, which, by the way, is the underlying mission behind every show we do to save our democracy from today's anti-democracy QOP and its chief enthusiast, Donald Trump. My goal for just today's show will be to set an incredibly high bar for this program, one that I'll likely never be able to replicate. So we'll see how that goes. But make no mistake, our democracy is in greater peril now than it was in 2020, and thus will be on the ballot even more so next year than it was three years ago. It is time for America to drive the final nail into the coffin of the QOP's flirtation with de facto fascism. To that end, we will encourage and try to convince every single American-loving patriot we can to not vote for any Republican, federal, state, or even local. Why? Because doing so only empowers the authoritarian dictatorial inclinations that now fester within that party, led by the orange authoritarian dictator wannabe himself, Benedict Donald. And until that cancerous contagion is removed from the QOP, any vote for any Republican only helps that malignancy metastasize. Dig? And, you know, I really shouldn't use that phrase, Benedict Donald. At least Benedict Arnold once fought for America. And, you know, this isn't just coming from me. It's coming from prominent and respected conservative Republicans like Stuart Stevens. Stuart is a lifelong conservative Republican strategist. He served as the top senior strategist for Mitt Romney's 2012 presidential campaign against Barack Obama's re-election. And speaking of which, you heard that story about the Obama's chef drowning in a lake off Martha's Vineyard while paddleboarding? You Trumpers will be thrilled to learn Trump's chef is still with us. In fact, I just saw him in a commercial just yesterday. According to Trump, he makes the best McHamburgers. But back to Stuart Stevens. He has spent his entire political life scheming, plotting, and concocting ways to defeat Democrats in elections. When it comes to today's anti-democracy QOP, Stuart Stevens and I are on the exact same page. Me, along with our fellow real-world dwellers, we just got there a whole lot sooner. But as they say, better late than never, right?
And that's what's happened in the Republican Party. It really is operated now as an authoritarian movement instead of a wide, diverse uh, political party that represents different views. And I think it's one of the reasons when you look back at this period, it's going to be just a period of utter insanity for the party. There is no governing philosophy. There's no attempt to be a governing party. It's just a, a group of people who are attempting to gain power so that they can perpetuate power. And I think that's absolutely uh, the definition of like a syndicate, not a political party. I think it's very difficult to reconcile what they're saying now about mm -hmm. the importance of the country if they don't support President Biden. It's not enough to say, I'm not going to support the nominee. You're going to have a choice here. And I think they have to step up and do what a lot of us have done who worked in the party and say, we have differences with the Democratic Party, but there really is only one party that is a pro-democracy party now. And you need to support the Democratic Party so we can get back to arguing about real policy. I have been saving a lot of clips from Stuart Stevens. Here are some of his comments from other interviews he's done. Again, all of them just spot on. And it just shows the terrible moral failure of the Republican Party to ever take a stance against Donald Trump. And it, it's just a cancer at the party. And I don't think the party is going to recover from it in this election. It's still going to be right there, this sort of moral hollowness of being willing to support somebody who could be a convicted felon. There, there's no courage to fight Trump in the Republican Party. It's a bunch of cowards and weak people, and they'll fall in line behind Donald Trump. We're in a process here where there's really one party that represents democracy, and that's the Democratic Party. And that's coming from somebody that spent 30 years pointing out flaws in the Democratic Party. And the other is an autocratic movement. The Republican Party is not a normal, traditional American political party now. What is its philosophy? What, what, what's the policy here? There is no policy. And when you look at how democracy slide into autocracy, they don't happen with tanks. They happen at the ballot box. The ability to imagine an autocracy uh, emerging from a democracy is one of the greatest reasons autocracies do emerge. And I think it's really important that we'd be out here and talking about the fact that this is what they want. And their goal is to become more of an autocratic government. So they looked at Viktor Orban. They look at America becoming a minority-majority country, and that terrifies them. They can't stop that. That's the, the, the battle that we're in. And it's difficult to talk about without sounding alarmist, but it's like a pandemic. Whatever you say at the beginning is going to prove to be inadequate at the end. The Democratic Party, I think, is really the party that has to save American democracy here. And the big stuff is going to be remembered. You're not going to remember in 20 years if it's a 3.5 bill or a 2.5 bill. You will remember if 2024 is the last election that resembles anything that we can call democracy. Stuart Stevens is a lifelong conservative Republican. Stuart Stevens is no rhino or Republican in name only. And anyone who thinks he is a rhino is a tie-dob. T-I-D-O-B. Trump imbecile devoid of brains. But hey, aren't they all? Sadly and dangerously for this country, there are millions of these ignorant losers who call anyone who dares tell the truth about their orange gut wagon a rhino. And in my not always humble opinion, this attempted autocratic fascist takeover of America by today's QOP is a grossly and dangerously underreported story, even by, or maybe even especially by, the legitimate mainstream media. I mean, we would expect the right-wing propaganda hate media to ignore it. But, as they have done so often and for way too many years now, but especially in the era of Trump, maybe the mainstream media feels that reporting this hard, cold truth might make them look liberally biased. But hey, at least they keep a surprise as to who Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian Kardashian are dating right now, right? And by the way, any rumors you may have heard regarding Kim and I being caught snuggling and smooching at a restaurant following the recent Met Gala, I can neither confirm nor deny. But I can confirm that her favorite Christmas carol is no longer O Come All Ye Faithful. And you know the difference between Kim Kardashian and the moon? You actually have to put some effort in to see the backside of the moon. 
And you can criticize Kim for calling her son Northwest all you want. But I'm telling you, this kid is going straight to the top and slightly to the left. But back to the media, and in particular, this liberal media myth. As I have said so many times and will continue to say, we liberals can't help it if the truth has a liberal bias. And it is only the inherently dishonest right's own fault that it does. The right-wing propaganda-hate media lied the eight years Bill Clinton was in office. Bad Bill. They lied the eight years George W. Bush was in office. Good George. They lied the eight years Barack Obama was in office. Bad Barry. They really lied the four years the orange pus got stained the White House in the nation. Good traitor. And they've lied all the while Joe Biden has been in charge. Bad Joey. You want the news to stop looking so liberally biased? Stop lying. It's that simple. And stop supporting and defending people you know are liars. Every single QOP legislator who is calling Trump's indictments either the weaponization of government, the DOJ, or, or even more dishonestly, election interference, they know they're lying. They know Trump is everything we real-world dwellers know him to be. And some even said so back in 2015 and 16. A pathological liar, a sociopathic malignant narcissist, a con man, grifter, and snake oil salesman, an authoritarian dictator wannabe, and now a traitor to this country. But because there are so many stupid people in this country that have apparently forgotten everything their parents ever taught them about decency, morality, honor, and integrity, and continue to support Trump, primary reason being because they're just as bad as he is, and they don't care if he's all those things because they are too, the QOP continues to cower before the monster they created, assisted by the right-wing propaganda-hate media, which is an utter and complete betrayal of their base. I mean, they could show some respect for their base and actually educate them as to the truth. But you see, an educated base is the last thing they want. Why? Because the truth is anathema to present-day conservative Republican dogma. Any party or person who supports and defends Donald Trump places no premium on the truth whatsoever. None. And the QOP is only too well aware that their policies are not supported by a majority of Americans. Thus, both Republican legislators and the right-wing media have spent literally decades dumbing their base and audience down with distracting and stupid culture wars to the point that no matter how complex and intricate the issue, they can now placate their audience with simplistic 10-second bumper sticker slogans and phrases that if you just scratch beneath the surface are downright insulting. Deep state, fake news, liberal media, rigged election, weaponized DOJ, election interference, anti-Trumper, never-Trumper, and on and on and on. They have turned their supporters into mush-brained eternal victims and woefully ignorant ones at that, which is exactly where they want them to be. And so, they continue to treat them like mushrooms. They keep them in the dark and feed them bullshitsky. Today's MAGA minions listen to the lies on Fox and other right-wing propaganda hate media and call it the truth, even though they know it isn't. I have said for years that they don't watch Fox in spite of the fact Fox lies to them. They watch because Fox lies to them. Conversely, they listen to what they know is the truth elsewhere, and they play along with the ruse and call it liberal media and fake news. Why? Because being a devoted cult member demands you lie, not just to your family and friends, but primarily to yourself. That's what cult members do. And that is the world in which we now live and have for quite some time. 
as I've said before, Donald Trump isn't the problem. By himself, he would just be a senile old fossil yelling at kids to get off his lawn. But when he is supported and defended by what I have always called a massive conservative corporate controlled right wing propaganda hate media industrial complex, along with cowardly QOP legislators, both of whom will excuse and defend his every crime and atrocity. We actually find ourselves today with a lifelong criminal and traitor that the law finally came caught up with as the leading candidate to represent one of the two major political parties in this country in the next presidential election. And a bunch of brain-dead zombies who see nothing wrong with that thanks to their dishonest legislators and right-wing propaganda hate media. Do you think they've told their supporters in base of Trump's fascist plans to expand the federal bureaucracy and take control of agencies that up till now have been independent? I'm sure they have, but here's where context matters. They do so after they have spent an inordinate amount of time demonizing every agency and institution necessary for our democracy's survival all to defend the indefensible orange skid marks fascist tendencies. And their supporters are too wrapped up in those lies and their unwarranted hatred of those agencies and institutions, as well as the lies that somehow the Biden administration is tyrannical. They say, well, he has to take control of those agencies because they're liberal and corrupt. And as a result... They don't realize what they are actually sanctioning and championing is a de facto fascist takeover of their country by their own damn party. I mean, this isn't just embarrassing and dangerous, folks. It is horrifying. And it is the biggest clear and present danger and threat this country has ever faced. Therefore, vote blue no matter who. And further to what you just heard Stuart Stevens say, namely that it's difficult to bring this story up without sounding alarmist or hyperbolic. Personally, I don't give a rat's ass how it sounds. The truth is the truth, especially when you have the receipts and proof. And that is all we are concerned with on this show. And I believe Democrats and legitimate mainstream media should be shouting this from the rooftops every single day of the week. Some are, all should. Jennifer Horn is the former chairwoman of the New Hampshire Republican Party and a former board member of the RNC, the Republican National Committee. Like Stuart Stevens, she is no rhino. She also hosts the podcast, Is It Just Me or Have We All Lost Our Minds? This is what Jennifer had to say on Friday regarding today's sorry lot of cowardly QOP legislators. What I would say is the Republican Party has a long history of simply choosing uh, cowardice over courage when it comes to doing what's right in regard to Donald Trump. Twice they could have uh, voted to impeach him once, and one of those would have actually removed him from office. Um, you know, there was talk at the beginning of Trump's um, administration about the 25th Amendment, and there was nobody brave enough to even discuss it publicly. Um, but I would also remind folks, it goes back to before Trump became president. Um, you know, when the Billy Bush tape came out, in 2016, between the two debates, just before the second debate, there were several of us on the RNC in touch with the chairman begging him to at least put it to a vote of the RNC members to either, huh. um, you know, a resolution against him or pull the party support, huh. something. And even then, there was simply no courage. As much as it pains me to say it, apparently there were and still are honorable conservative Republicans. But you see, they receive zero support from the right-wing propaganda-hate media, and so their voices just end up whistling in the wind. Adam Serwer is a staff writer for the storied magazine The Atlantic, which was founded back in 1857. He is also one of the finest and most honest journalists and authors we are fortunate to have. 
His most recent book is titled The Cruelty is the Point, The Past, Present, and Future of Trump's America. In an interview he did on Friday, he called out the aforementioned worthless QOP legislators and, like Stuart Stevens, Adam nailed it. And in so doing, reiterated something I've said for years now, namely that Donald Trump gave the QOP a taste of authoritarianism, and they liked it. And if Donald Trump were to die tomorrow, their march towards autocratic authoritarianism would continue unabated. Here's Adam Serwer. Well, look, they knew by January 2020, everybody knew that this man would end American democracy if he had the ability to do it. And they did not convict him in the Senate then, which they could have done without having to, you know, it's not like they were facing a primary election after that. They're either afraid of him or they would prefer a world in which they never had to worry about losing an election or a political argument to the Democratic Party ever again. That's just the reality. They are not bothered by the prospect of maybe democracy no longer being a thing, at least not enough to stop him. Tara Setmeyer is another lifelong conservative Republican who understands full well the cancerous effects of Trumpism. Now, with this being just a one-hour show, it's not going to be guest-heavy. But I'll tell you, Tara Setmeyer is one guest I would very much love have to join me. I saw her do two interviews on two different networks yesterday. This clip is from one of them, and I gotta say, Tara brought the fire. But you know what's going to happen. Donald Trump is about to F around and find out. Jack Smith doesn't play around, and neither does Judge Chutkin. This is not Florida. This is not Fox News or OANN or any of the other, uh, you know, kook media sites that he goes on or his rallies. This is a court of law. And in the United States, we are still a country of laws, no matter how much Donald Trump and his Republican enablers try to turn this country into a banana republic. So if Donald Trump wants to keep doing this, he is pushing the line, pushing the line. But I feel like we are coming closer to accountability. You know, the greatest threat to American freedom is a government that doesn't respect the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson warned us about that. And we have a Republican Party right now that is irreparably going after our institutions and and our democratic norms and ideals. And they're letting Donald Trump do this. You have an entire slate of Republican primary candidates that are afraid to go after Trump collectively for what he's doing. He has broken the law. He's a national security threat. And a reelection for him would change the construct of our democracy irreparably, in my opinion. So, yeah, this, of course, is what Donald Trump is doing, because all he has is the court of public opinion and his cult followers to keep him going, because that's all he has. He's in big trouble and he knows it. You know, I have another clip from the wonderful Tara Setmeyer I'm going to play for you. But she just referenced the Tangerine Ball Bag's cult followers. I'd like to expand on that if I may. There's an old saying, you may have heard it. It says you can't judge a book by looking at its cover. It was memorialized by the Rolling Stones. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. Now, for those who don't know, there was a TV series quite a while back called McLeod, which starred Dennis Weaver. Rumor had it at the time, Mick Jagger had caught Hugh Hefner and Dennis Weaver in bed together. You know what he said? Hey, hey, Hugh, Hugh, get off of McLeod. And you know the difference between Mick Jagger and an English sheep herder? Jagger says, hey, you, get off of my cloud. An English sheep herder says, hey, McLeod, get off of my you. In any event, you know, sometimes you just can judge a book by looking at its cover. I mean, have you ever taken a good hard look at the dead enders who show up at Trump's clandemic rallies, arriving sometimes two or three days in advance? Seriously. To listen to the same bullshitsky and lies they've heard for the past eight years? These people fell out of the stupid tree and hit every branch on the way down. Anyone who ever loved them was just wrong. Their parents should have thrown them away and kept the stork. I mean, their birth certificates are letters of apology from the condom factories. 
It is entirely possible that their only serviceable purpose in life may well be to be organ donors. Which reminds me, you know what has 17 teeth and 200 legs? The front row of a Trump rally. And in fact, they have so many gaps in their teeth, it looks like their tongue is in jail. Seriously, these people could eat an apple through a fence. You know what the dentist tells them after a visit before they leave? Don't forget now, Bubba Blue. Before you go to bed each night, brush your tooth and tell Delmont to do the same. These people look like something you would draw with your other hand. These brain-dead Trump-humping cult members are the reason God invented the middle finger and why he no longer talks to us. Even God himself has been heard saying, Jesus Christ, which apparently is pretty common for him. There is no question the MAGA gene pool definitely could have used a lifeguard and a whole lot more chlorine. Here's the song Trump uses for his intro, followed by the one he should use. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And now, back to the wonderful Tara Setmeyer. This is from the other interview she did yesterday, More Fire. Yeah, Donald Trump is completely unhinged. And as we watch his behavior, this is the behavior of a scared little boy. It's clear because he is so afraid of Jack Smith. Jack Smith is the polar opposite of Donald Trump, and he knows it. Trump is an ignorant, gelatinous fool, and he is undisciplined. He is uh, maniacal. He is a malignant narcissist. All the things that Jack Smith is not. Jack Smith is disciplined. He's focused. He's sharp. And guess what? He's in control. So whenever D Donald Trump starts to do this, we know that it's just a projection me mechanism because um, he doesn't have anything else. This is what fuels him. And it really, if we take a step back and look at the things that Donald Trump has, has tweeted out, has said, has uh, said publicly, this is a sick individual. And you have an entire Republican Party that is making excuses, using these spurious constitutional uh, excuses for his behavior. Their lives were endangered based on his behavior, and they're still defending him. He's a national security risk. They know it. He's a threat to our democracy. They know it. But they don't give a damn because they want to be in power, and they're cowards uh -huh. to stand up to it. I think that that is incredibly infuriating for all of the Americans who are not part of this personality cult that follows Donald Trump. It's an insult to us as Americans that these people are trying to feed this BS to us as if, as if we didn't see it all happen, as, as, as if we're not watching it happen right now. There has to be accountability, and Jack Smith and his team and Judge Chutkin, they are all— going to make sure that under our law, because we're still a nation of laws, that Donald Trump is held accountable to this. And it's about time. Boom. Terror was on fire. Did you catch that? Donald Trump is an ignorant, gelatinous fool and one sick individual. Would you support someone like this if you weren't as bad as him? But there you have it. Tara Setmeyer, Adam Serwer, Jennifer Horn, Stuart Stevens, all four conservatives, and not a rhino among them. And you know, this is one of the ways we liberals know we're on the right side of an issue and history. I just gave you four conservatives who agree with me, Mr. Liberal, 100%. I could and will give you plenty more in the days and weeks to come. You find me one genuine liberal who will say Donald Trump is an honest, honorable man who's done nothing wrong. Just one. I'll wait. Now, seeing as this is my first show back after more than a frustrating hiatus, I cannot tell you the number of events that have transpired over which I sat at home literally biting my tongue as I wasn't able to comment on them. Well, at least with anybody listening other than my dog. That changes today. And I want to start by going back 
to March the 30th. And the reason is, I guarantee you Trumpers will hear facts today you've not yet heard. Because your right-wing propaganda hate media isn't in the business of delivering facts. They're in the business of giving you confirmation bias, which is a polite way of saying lie. But back on March the 30th, it was reported that New York County District Attorney Alvin Bragg indicted Trump on 34 felony counts. That's actually a lie. Like most lies, it has become gospel among today's QOP and their brain-dead base. And it has been spread by guys like this, who qualified to be the host of his own show by starting out as a stalker for one of Fox's many sexual deviants, Bill O'Reilly. Here's Jesse Waters. Fox News alert, Joe Biden's having Donald Trump arrested. And of course, he's lying. His paycheck depends on it. The truth is, neither Joe Biden nor Alvin Bragg indicted Donald Trump. A jury of Trump's peers, Democrats and Republicans alike, indicted Trump because they decided there was compelling evidence Trump committed crimes, period. But because Trump and his media want to make this look like it's a political vendetta and they're so desperate to portray Joe Biden as everything they know Donald Trump is, they tell their brain-dead audience and base that it's Democrat Alvin Bragg who indicted Trump, or even more dishonestly, Democrat Joe Biden himself. As always, they're lying. Lying is, after all, their business model, and always has been. And nothing proved that more than the recent Dominion lawsuit against Fox, which cost Fox close to a billion dollars. Not nearly enough, but a good start. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because of everything that's happened since, but I did want to address some of Trump and his media's lies regarding this case. First, that it's either a weak case or an unserious one. Nonsense. Firstly, Trump wasn't indicted over a bookkeeping error like the QOP, the right-wing media, and their brain-dead audience like to, to lie and say he was. And he wasn't just charged with falsifying business records. He was charged that the reason he falsified them was to cover up campaign finance violations regarding the hush money he paid to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal just prior to the election. And by the way, Stormy Daniels was the only person Trump ever hired who was actually qualified to do their job. As for why I think this is a big deal, what has the orange crybaby's biggest complaint been since months before the 2020 election when every reputable poll showed him losing to Joe Biden and then for months after it was held and he did lose and still is to this day? His biggest complaint was that the election was going to be rigged and then when he lost that it had been rigged. Well... What do you think he was doing when he falsified his business records to hide his hush money payments? He was trying to rig the election in his favor. Hello! Which is why I've said for years now that most, if not all, of Trump's accusations are confessions. He's comfortable spewing the rigged election lie because that's exactly what he did. And he instinctively thinks everybody else is as vile and rotten as he is. And to those who try and defend this filthy minger by saying he paid with his own money and not the campaigns, this is your right-wing media setting their audience up for failure again by lying to them. Just like they're doing with the stolen documents case by A, telling them that Trump declassified them, even though we have him on tape admitting he didn't, and B, by not telling them that under the three laws for which Trump was investigated, the classification status doesn't matter. Which is why their audience is just gobsmacked whenever Diaper Dawn is indicted. More on that later, but back to the campaign finance issue. The right-wing media is lying to their audience by not telling them that it doesn't matter where the money came from. A campaign finance violation does not mean the money has to come from a campaign. 
As for the charge that Trump was being singled out in Manhattan, another lie. Alvin Bragg had been in office just a little over a year when Trump was indicted. In that year plus, 29 other people were indicted for falsifying business records. Trump was number 30. So this notion that Trump was quote-unquote singled out, 29 other people would like a word. And when maggots say he didn't do it, we have him on tape discussing with his former attorney fixer and goon Michael Cohen how the payments were to be made. They have the canceled checks for which he reimbursed Cohen. Trumpers, did your media ever tell you any of that? Of course they didn't. Their job is to keep you in a perpetual state of hate-filled outrage. And the truth ain't gonna do that. And speaking of Michael Cohen, he had the best prediction leading up to Trump's first indictment in Manhattan. You know, there's the expression with the grand jury that they could indict a ham sandwich. Well, in this case, I think they can indict the whole pig. Well said, Michael Cohen. And perhaps the most important element of this indictment, it is a state indictment, which means neither Trump nor anyone else can pardon him for it. Why do you think Trump and his legal team, such as it is, tried to have this trial moved to a federal court? If you said because he's innocent, go slam your car door shut on your hand or, or your head, your choice. Therefore, in my not always humble opinion, the case, this case in Manhattan is indeed a serious one, even though it has certainly been overshadowed since by special counsel Jack Smith's two grand jury indictments and a fourth one expected from Fulton County DA Fannie Willis or Fannie Willis in Georgia. 221-7283 is our call and number here at station, folks. If you want to chat, that's 702-221-SAVE. And after all this time, I think it only appropriate that our first phone call today be from our resident psychologist, Carl. Carl, you're first up. How you doing? Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm doing well. So Carl, did you hear about good. the two psychologists that met on the street, and the first one said, you're fine, how am I? <laughs> and the first one said, come into my office and lie down, and I'll let you know. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, listen. I'm so glad that you're back. I mean, really, the, oh, you're finally the another voice of <laughs> a voice of reason in the in the swamp of uh, ridiculousness, lies, and conspiracy theories. I mean, and, and not ridiculous. to mention treason and true. Well, of or course, sedition. don't mention. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, Trump last Thursday. You know, he was uh, arrested and indicted, and he appeared in court, and the judge so told him ordered him not to make any threats to any witnesses, uh, and he put in uh, on his uh, site, websites, right away, uh, uh, Pence and anybody else, he said, by uh, trying to go after me, I'm coming after you. He started that. making threats right away. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, he could he couldn't. Is this working? I, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, it is? My headset just but, died. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he couldn't wait 24 hours until he violated and broke the conditions of I his non-bail release. Well, I, I, hope his, I hope his bail is revoked for doing that because he was ordered by the judge not to make any threats. I know. And, and these did. people who say that Donald Trump is being targeted and treated so unfairly, if you and I had done a fraction of what he did, or if we pulled what he pulled with that tweet-slash-truth-social post, we would be in jail, Carl. Of course, of course. And listen... Yeah, um, you would deserve it. Real me, quick, that's another story. Yeah, real quick. His base you're talking about, the under-50 IQ base, he's sending... He's, he's always asking for money for his campaign. I know. So he can uh, pay for his campaign. And all of it's been going to pay his legal bills. I know. I mean, they're sending small amounts, 20 30 40 $50. They think they're helping him in his campaign. <laughs> I know. And what's so incongruous about that, Carl, is that he spends all this time, time telling them how rich he is, how successful he is. And yet they keep yeah. sending this alleged billionaire money. And then when they find out it's not going to his campaign, it's going to his legal bills, they don't care. 
Yeah, I mean, these people are just not the brightest bulbs on the holiday tree. Yeah, well, he's uh, always, uh, everybody always says, I've run into people saying, what a wonderful businessman he's always been. He has been absolutely the worst. Every business he's ever had, he's bankrupted, stolen from the people who have invested in it, sold everything from Trump University down. Yep. He's, he's the biggest liar and crook that there is. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Hey, Carl, I appreciate well, you calling, buddy. Good to hear from you. Do it I'll, again. I'll talk to you later. Take, Take care. care. 221-7283 is the number. That's 702-221-SAVE. Let's go. If this is who I think it is, this is my buddy, John. You're next. Thanks for calling. Captain Cajones! John, you're a great American. <laughs> oh, you are, you are, partner. Uh, dang, I feel a little bit better about America, knowing that the great Doug Basham's on the radio. And I mean this sincerely, Doug. Uh, if I were to pick a Mount Rushmore of people to listen to uh, regarding political analysis, it would be Keith Olbermann on Countdown, Steve Schmidt, a former Republican, and the warning, and the great Doug Basham. I, I can't even think of a fourth. But uh, the radio station has landed a stud. Brian Shapiro should give you, uh, being his lead, and he should give you half of the revenues he generates. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'll bring the, that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and you kind of stole a little bit of my thunder today. I was going to say, can you imagine <clears throat> if a black dude got busted for selling weed on the corner and then he got uh, ar- arrested and posted bail and the next day he went out and he printed something on his social media, if you come after me, I'm coming after do you think for one second that man would not be behind bars well, until his trial? Either that or he would have been shot to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? If it was a black dude selling weed, uh, which is, you know, a minor, minor offense, and he posted, if you come after me, I'm coming after yeah, you, yeah, uh, he would be locked up, his bail would be revoked, and he would be he would be detained until his trial came, even if that was a year and a half uh, from today. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And it just, it just belies this notion that Donald Trump is receiving special treatment. I mean, we recently found out that for a year, the DOJ and the FBI didn't even want to go after him for his attempt to overturn the election. It wasn't until the January 6th committee shamed them that they finally did something. And again, the treatment he's receiving now, if it were you and I, would we be able to jet around the country on our own plane? No, we'd be held in custody. Merrick Garland's a pussy. I used to feel sorry for Merrick Garland. Like, oh, he got a raw deal with uh, the Supreme Court nomination. I don't anymore. You're a pussy. Go, 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 go away, Merrick. I don't want to see you anymore. And, and it's just outrageous. This, this judge, these judges in D.C., I don't think they're going to play his game. They've prosecuted hundreds of people uh, who were uh, convicted from the insurrection. And, uh, you know, because they convicted them, they've got to treat Trump the same way. And I think he's a Trump. And if you're a Trump supporter, and as Doug said, you, you probably have three or four teeth left. Uh, don't you get sick of him crying so much? He's such a baby. If he doesn't get his way, he just cries like a little baby. That reflects on you and your three teeth. Don't you get it, you fools? <laughs> I hear you, John. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk later. I'm going to squeeze a couple more calls in. Let's go to line one and talk to my old nemesis, but also, buddy, J.D., you're next. Thanks for calling. Well, well congratulations to my old nemesis uh, with your new show. Well, thank you, sir. And, uh, you're between the devil and the deep blue sea. Uh, <laughs> clowns to the left of you and jokers to your right. And you're stuck Here right I in the am middle. stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> uh-huh. As usual, yeah, you dig yeah. out these... Sorry, I was, I, was, I was just jamming. As usual, you prepare and dig out these obscure Republicans like Stuart, whatever his name was. I never never heard of this of guy. Of course you don't, because you isolate and yourself. Then I looked, hold then on, I looked hold him on. up and... J.D., don't be rude. That's The reason you never hear of people like Stuart Stevens is because you isolate inside yourself, inside the bowels of your right-wing media, and they don't dare bring people on like that who are lifelong conservative Republicans who well recognize the cancerism of Trumpism. Well, so I there. don't know. You, uh, so there, yeah. you yeah. do. I just uh, told you. 
<laughs> you, you, you talk uh, about uh, these people are talking about our democracy. Uh-huh. And uh, what do you mean these how people? Is our democracy? Well, your 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 clips too. How is our democracy in peril? Because Donald Trump has spent the last couple of years putting in people place who have assured him that once he returns to power, or even if he doesn't, but if they take control of the House and Senate, they have the House, if they get the Senate, that they will try and overturn the 2020 election. These people in 2023 are making promises for 2024 relating to the last election. You don't see that as a threat? I got one final thing to say, if I may. Donald Trump in four years never disobeyed a Supreme Court order regarding the Constitution. Biden, Obama, and Clinton all have. Hold up. Justin was saying something. Repeat that real quick. Trump in four years as president, as you refer to them as people as a dictator, never uh, 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 disobeyed a Supreme Court order on any of the things that he went after, such as the ban on Muslims in such Jay, seven countries. Okay, I get Obama, you, I, Clinton, and Biden all have defied the, the okay, Supreme Court have, rulings. All I have to say to that, J.D., is who cares? Donald Trump tried to overturn an election that, wow. he, that, he, that he admitted to his own then-chief of staff, Mark, Mark Meadows, that he had lost. That is all that matters. I don't care if gas was cheaper. I don't care if anything, anything else you say. The bottom line is Trump tried to steal an election, destroy our democracy, and he's still doing it. End of story. Folks, I got to run. It's been a slice. We'll do it all over again tomorrow, hopefully with you. Until then, take care.